Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Welcome in. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Okay, a lot to get to from over the weekend. Um, I read something about how we're getting extraordinary results, and yeah. it was someone from the administration, and I was wondering exactly what they were talking about. I didn't know if they were talking about illegals crossing. Well, that's been extraordinary, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's like we've topped ourselves with that, yeah. illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. This was Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, was sent out to defend the administration amid historically low approval numbers, most of that driven by the state of the economy. Because even though you're going to have the data nerds going, well, I'm looking at the top line figures, and some of this is starting to cool off a little bit. Regular people still shop at Walmart, and they know that their grocery budgets are double what they were a few years ago. They understand this stuff. Um, anyway, uh, this is what he said, uh, okay. Mayor Pete, about the president's terrible polling. We all know the economic pressure that Americans have felt uh, when the president took office. The economy was flat on its back. Okay. Also- Honestly, I don't, at least independents don't believe that. They know better. They really do. But we're also getting extraordinary results. More than 13 million jobs created. That's more than any presidential term in American history. And yes, it takes a while for people to feel. Okay. The- don't you think, at least when you see polling, people don't believe this at all. You can no. trot that out in all the jobs time and time again, but people see through it. Well, it's the reason why they don't believe it. Gas is expensive. The groceries yeah. are expensive. They don't believe it. Well, and, and you know, we, we mentioned this before. I mean... Look, when when you're opening up a new credit card in order to afford groceries or your electric bill, whatever necessities Mm -hmm. you need to make ends meet, you really don't care what the unemployment rate is. So you may not necessarily take the time to do the deep dive and find out, well, that's a lie because you're really talking about jobs that came back after states started reopening for business again. Um, Even if you ignore that, I mean... People do not care what the unemployment rate is when they're struggling, when they've gone backwards financially. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they don't get that. Go ahead, Pete. It takes a while for people to feel the full benefits of those results, just like it's going to take a while to build all of the infrastructure that we're now underway on. Time out. Everyone's gone backwards. Yeah. The numbers show that. That's three years in a row. Family, their income, down. 8%? Eight percent? I can't remember the exact the actual percentage. I think it's eight percent. That's significant, dude. With the president's generational infrastructure bill, but he got the bill done after president after president, Congress after Congress couldn't make it happen. He did. We're getting the results on the economy. Okay. All right. Jeez. Gotcha. How you doing uh, as transportation oh secretary? Right. <laughs> About as good as Biden's doing with the economy, right. dude. Yeah, it's just one failure after another after another. The duffel bag busting at the seams. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, you say, is getting a little worse. He is. Week by week by week. And I think you're right about that. Dude, Joe Biden spoke at a Congressional Black Caucus event over the weekend and tried to talk about hip hop. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. 
Oh, no. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> Dude, that sounds like someone mocking Biden. Right. <laughs> Introducing LL Cool J. Holy smokes. LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> By the way... That boy's got, oh, that mm. man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been... Who you calling boy, Joe? Mm-hmm. Man. Better not BLL. Wow. Whoo, buddy. And MC Light, both of you, thank you. Because they both have the light off on the mic, you know you're, uh, you're all here to listen to the new edition. Mike Bibbins, 40 years producing music. That lifts our soul. Is he talking it's, about that, that new was, editions producer? Yeah, that that was the new edition guy, and then so Michael Bivins. Yeah, so I think it was supposed to be a reference to a lyric, and he just totally booted it. But what what the transcript says is uh, because they're both have the night off on the mic, you know you're you're all here to listen to the new edition. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, the writers have been on strike. <laughs> right. <laughs> LLJ Cool J. Uh... <laughs> did you ever meet LL Cool J Robbins in no, your top 40 days? I never did, uh-uh. I did. Really? Yes. That's weird. Yeah, no, I never did, uh-uh. In Minneapolis, a big convention. Yeah. Nice guy. Just roaming around, probably. Yeah, meeting people. Yeah. I didn't know what to say. Just like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I mean, I really don't enjoy your work that much, except Mama said, knock, knock you out. out. I <laughs> love that. Knock you out. But I'll tell you, yeah, cool enough guy. LLJ, cool. Uh. <laughs> that would have been great. I wish I would have saw someone pull that one. Yeah. That would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we've got the story unfolding with Ukraine and the counteroffensive against Russia, and you are hearing people inside Ukraine saying this is a big disappointment. This is not what we thought this was going to be, and this war is just going to go on and on and on and on and on, right? So we mentioned this last week. 60 Minutes did a big piece with Vladimir Zelensky, Ukrainian president. And then, of course, last week, all the pomp and circumstance with parading him around the United States saying, I need more cash, basically. And you should be honored to give it to me so we can fight this war or, you know, Vladimir Putin's coming for you. Okay. So you wonder where are Americans at on all of this right now? And you're looking at the polling and there are a lot of people saying, hey, we've... We've given enough at this point. Don't know how much more we should give, right? Mm -hmm. Did anybody see the piece on 60 Minutes where they actually did the real reporting, unlike last week where they're talking about what we're doing as a country for Ukraine? Oh, yeah. I'll just play the clip. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. How many people in America do you think know that? Yeah, no. Yeah, re residents of Maui wow. who lost everything got $700. Oh, my goodness. And it goes on. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. Cute dog. And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Mm. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. 
We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the U.S. government is subsidizing small businesses. Well, yeah. have you seen the streets of our large cities in the United States? Well, a lot of times yeah. it looks like a third world country. Well, a lot of small businesses have had to shutter their doors. They have because of what's going on on the streets. Hmm. So if that was the polling before people knew what's actually going on as far as how much we're funding, you wonder what it's going to be in the weeks to come. Because that's the whole thing. How long is this thing going to go on? Well, again, we we support things if we know what the end game is. Yeah. Yes. Like, when can when is this over? When is this officially over? What has to happen for this to be done? No one explains that. No, no one does. It just goes on and on and on. And when Poland says, you know what? No more weapons from us. Right. I notice our media doesn't report on that. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> right. Well, and they're trying to figure out what to do with all the Ukrainian refugees as well. I mean, Poland has been a major supporter, and That's obviously true. they're a border state, and so... They want to know that uh, they are protected from any further aggression from Russia. But, I mean, when they have questions about what are we supposed to do with these millions of people who have come into our country and are the weapons that we are providing being used as efficiently and effectively as possible? And if the answer is no, yes. then you got to rethink what your investment is because they're – you know, staring down the barrel of a potential invasion themselves from Russia, maybe down the road. They have to stockpile now. Yes, no doubt about it. So more on that a little bit later. Um, one of the big stories from the other day is Senator Bob Menendez being indicted. Gosh. Did you know why they're going after him? Because oh. he's Hispanic. Oh, please. No one said that. He said that. it over the weekend. He said it. Yep. You. Yep, sure did. Yeah, absolutely. Scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so New Jersey Democrat Senator Bob Menendez has been indicted over bribery allegations that he was getting cash and literal gold bars from Egyptian mobsters in exchange for regulatory help and information about the U.S. government. And apparently this scheme started around the same time the DOJ dropped another bribery charge against him back yeah. in 2018. Yeah. Dude, lay low. For a couple yeah, of years. Kept going. Going. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So anyway, he's under indictment and you've got some Democrats calling for him to resign, including Senator John Fetterman. Oh boy. Who said Senator Menendez should resign. He's entitled to the presumption of innocence, but he cannot continue to wield influence over national policy, especially given the serious and specific nature of the allegations. I hope he chooses an honorable exit and focuses on his trial. He didn't uh, say it quite like that, though. Well, what he actually said was... <laughs> <laughs> this is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of... A, uh, yeah, it sounded more like that, I think. I, I, I just think, no, man. You, I don't think you should resign. I mean, part of the presumption of innocence is, uh, is, is that you are actually innocent until proven guilty. I had about three of our listeners this weekend ask me to ask you guys if you think how many bars of gold were sold for the enhancements to the wives area. <laughs> Man, I don't know. How much is the bar of that gold worth is what I sure. want to know. Well, that, he did yeah. too, apparently, because he Googled right, yes. it. Yes, he, he got, did. He got home with some gold bars and then Googled <laughs> how much is one kilo of gold worth. Right. And and, and really, it, he had to go to the plastic surgeon and just hand him a brick and say, right. here you go. <laughs> Wait.
Oh, you know what we got to talk about? The ABC poll with Trump over Biden, the numbers. Democrats are melting down. We will get to that much more coming up right here. All right. Good luck to Dan Camp and Robert's show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I've admitted it before. I don't watch the Sunday morning talking head show. It drives me crazy. I can get highlights. I know sometimes, Robbins, you don't follow doctor's orders and you actually watch. You know what? I didn't this weekend. There, I, I watched the oh, well, I shouldn't say that. I watched the opening segment of this week and then just I shut it off. Oh, so you saw a little of Martha Raddatz. I did. Did a little, you see yeah. the polling? Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's a little freak out going oh, on. Oh, there sure is. With the Democrats. That was fun. Holy cow. Um, let's start here as Raddatz brings in their uh, special analysts to talk about something that's well staggering. Yeah, Martha, these numbers are simply staggering for the sitting president. 44% of people in this poll say they are not as well off as they were at the start of the Biden administration two and a half years ago. Those are the worst numbers that we've seen in our ABC News Washington Post polling. It's a question we've been asking going back to the Reagan administration. Well, and then what they're talking about is something that we were mm-hmm. actually just talking about. Yeah. People aren't buying this. Oh, well, jobs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, you're going backwards as far as your own finances go. And then there's the question of age. But listen to Martha Raddatz set this up herself. And it's not just the state of the nation or the policies that are giving people pause on President Biden. It seems to be the man himself. <laughs> yeah, Martha, let's talk about age because we know for sure that. The okay, country- so they go into age and it's 75 percent. Yeah, the guy's too old. 50 percent say Trump is too old. They're only three years apart, mm-hmm. as we've talked about many times. It's well, you see the decline from Biden. He looks like 110. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever age you think. Um, And the part about Democrats actually wanting someone else on the ticket is interesting. Uh, This is a question we asked. Should Biden be at the top of the ticket? 62% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents said they think that someone else should be the presidential nominee, although uh, the party is deeply split on who that someone else should be. Then we get to the bombshell, the biggie. That has Democrats terrified. Rolling. And Martha, maybe the most startling number in our poll is this, the, the hypothetical matchup, a rematch of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Our poll with the, with the Washington Post pegging this at 51% to, uh, for, for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. That is a nine-point edge. Now, that's only a couple of points difference from our last poll in May, but it is significantly different than most recent polls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. I mean, if, if Trump's got a nine or 10 point lead over Biden, I mean, that is an outlier of an outlier. But it's still full on panic. Yeah. When you're reading the different pieces from Democrats, because you see it play out with people. And again, that other number, when people were talking about, hey, uh, as far as Trump, when he was president, we have better feelings about him now than we did six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, we're yearning for the good old days right now of 2019. That's really bad news. Like I said, the indictment was a great victory for him. Yes. And and I don't know if it was They always think this stuff's going to hurt him, and it never does. NBC was saying everyone expected this to hurt him. Exactly. Who was everyone? Well, I think conventional wisdom was, yes. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And then you got, you know, the debates this week. But in your mind... I'll ask it now. We ask this every few weeks. Is this thing over as far as the primary for the Republicans? I, I don't know if it's over or not. I mean, it, 
it's one of those things you just kind of have to see how things roll out. I mean, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, though. The, the, <laughs> I forgot the debate was happening this week until you just mentioned it. If Trump's not there, I mean, what's yep. going to move the meter? Very interesting you say that because I thought the same thing when I saw the promo run Sunday. I'm like, oh, hell, that's this week. Yes. I didn't even think about it. Uh, we do this every day. I know. I was reminded of it this morning just looking at different news. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's try it this week. But there's already this feeling, I'll just speak for me, that, yeah, we'll watch it it's because we'll, it's what we do for a living. Right. And we'll talk about it the next day and, you know, who did well and who didn't. But is anybody really going to break out enough to make a difference? I guess. With the lead that Trump has right now? Trump would have to be convicted and sentenced. I mean, for him to not to, be to, that Right, guy. the nominee, yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything else stopping it at this point. Um, interesting day yesterday as far as the NFL. Everybody tired of the uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey story yeah, already? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Already sick of that? I texted you. I texted both of you. Yeah. You're like, he's done. That's what you said. Two words. He's done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's done. That dude. You're messing with the mojo he now. Has, he has no idea what, what he has brought into the house. And yep. all he's given her is two albums worth of material. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, I saw him her sitting next to mom, though. I'm like, Al, this is the real deal. Well, I think it's been going on a couple months. We talked about next it. To I mean, mom. the New York Holy Post had talked about this for a while. You know, this is what she does. No, I know. Uh, well, I, they had a list. Of course, they always do this. The big list comes out. Yeah. Of all the people she's dated, yeah. like 14 oh, yeah. people on the list. And now she's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. No. No, she's not. Just kidding. That would make sense, though, wouldn't <laughs> no, it? No, it's Usher. It's Usher. Yes. Skinner gets hosed again. <laughs> <laughs> different people were saying, you know what? I think they're going to do some sort of rock act or, you know, bring in different no. artists. No, they're, it's Usher. Who's excited? Show of hands. Mm, none yeah. are up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Got a news update, and what's your story? Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, one of the things that came out of the Sunday morning talking head shows, at least I think this is where this was from, is more Democrats not really putting their full confidence behind Kamala Harris. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought this was actually pretty remarkable and telling from an inside politics standpoint. Uh, Democrat Representative James Clyburn. This is the guy who got everyone to rally around Joe Biden in 2020. Yes. In that remarkable pre-Super Tuesday moment where basically everybody dropped out of the race in order to stop Bernie Sanders from winning the nomination. You know who was leading Biden and delegates at that time? Who's that? Pete Buttigieg. Right. Really? Yes. Wow, you forget about that. Holy you really cow. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Elizabeth Warren stayed in just yep. to make sure that Bernie wouldn't win Massachusetts. And, I mean, the rest was history. Now, uh, James Clyburn, he's not willing to go that far for Vice President Kamala Harris at this point. Even though he was, if I recall correctly, he was fairly influential in getting him to pick Kamala Harris, getting Joe Biden to pick him as a running, or pick her as a running mate. Well, everything you heard was Clyburn basically told joe i can make you the guy but you're gonna have to do some things for me too yeah. and that was one of them that's what people had said well now now clyburn's like uh don't don't put that stink on me he was on meet the press <laughs> and was asked if kamala harris is the future of the democrat party 
I see her as a part of that future, absolutely. Is she the future, though? Is she the future of the Democratic Party? Oh, she could very well be. I think she is running a very good uh, uh, campaign. Her speech last night was great, and I look to her uh, as a, a successor uh, to this president. Uh, but I also know the history of that as well. Uh, it's not a given. You don't automatically move up. She'll have to compete. Uh, going forward with whoever may have dreams and aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, whoever may tell huh? uh, You don't know, right? <laughs> A little backhanded in the approach there. Now, I, was, I like the list of accomplishments, too, yeah. that he had for Kamala. She gave a good speech last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, then. Yep, got to compete. That was, that was Just a, like everybody else. That was a long way of him just saying, bless her heart. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. It's like she had a chance. She did herself in. Well, of course. We we learned more and more about her. <laughs> and the more we learned, the more we disliked her. Well, not only that, man. And some people, you're not quite sure. You heard all the rumblings. She was arrogant. Okay. And could not be told how to do certain things. And then all of a sudden... Her staff's gone. It's like one after another, either leaving or getting fired. Something is happening. Yep. She wasn't taking direction, and you don't know, was she just not capable of learning how to do the gig? Or she really had already thought she had arrived, and she was going to dictate how it was going to go. Either way, it's been a disaster. And there's no coming back from it. No. Because we heard, what was that? It's been two years ago. They hired a special consultant for her yeah. just to be a normal person. Yeah, and it didn't work. No. Some people are just not coachable. It's absolutely true. I hired a consultant to make her a normal person. Like, uh, just yeah, the way yeah, she I just know, talks to people. It's like The way you said it was funny. Cause it's like, you need a consultant to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these politicians, they yeah. lose touch with reality right. in these gigs for so long. And it's like, right. you just can't behave like a normal uh, person no, anymore. I, I and it's like, here, let's go back I and don't figure know. this she out. She hasn't been a normal person for decades. Yeah, she's been playing this role. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also wanted to get to this. You had a clip of Joe Biden. What's yeah. this about, David? Well, this this is the guy who apparently uh, must be the Democrats' nominee um, and, and continue to be president for another four years after his first term. Uh, Joe Biden this morning announced he was establishing diplomatic ties with the Cook Islands in the South Pacific uh, and made this announcement about something. Okay. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, I'm going to stand not doing that. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. The PI, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't PI. matter what we call yeah. it. Here's $40 million, whatever. Shut up. Go away. Boy, oh, boy. That's just giving up. <laughs> Jeez. It is. I'm sorry. It's reminiscent of possibly my favorite Biden clip of all time. When he's trying to take on the teleprompter and the words and he can't do it anymore and he just gives in. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> like defeated. That's just done. A, that's a batter who just watches a curveball go right in the middle of the zone, right, and just says, "All right, I'm going back to the dugout." I'm doesn't I'm, look at the umps. Not gonna just, even try I'm to done. argue. His yeah. knees got buckled, and it's time to go. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, but they keep running him out there. Yeah. Yep. We call it the P- PI anyway. It doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> doesn't matter what we call it. <laughs> Whatever. It is It is what it is, okay? Yeah. Here's a, here's a $40 million check for whatever this is. PI. <laughs> that's astounding. And then you step back and say, that's the sitting president, yeah. dude. Yeah. Holy smokes. All right, we got to move on. It's that time of the show. Do it every day about this time. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention, which makes it worthy. Today, David, what's your story? Oh, I love this one. Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yeah. says she's standing with the workers in the UAW as these workers are going on strike, targeting mm-hmm. more. The way they're doing it is actually pretty remarkable, where it's like, Absolutely. The the automakers, the employers have no idea what shop is going to get hit next. And then it's like, all right, 38 more locations just on strike. Yeah, for maximum effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, keep everybody on their toes. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stands with the workers, but it was pointed out on Face the Nation yesterday, her personal car is a Tesla, non-union made, that she's yeah. been driving for a while. She promised a year ago that she would trade it in for a union made. Uh, electric vehicle, and she hadn't done that yet. Huh. How'd that go? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no. The, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel, mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV, but that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now. So we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon. You just answered a question that wasn't asked. Yeah. The question was, you said last year you were going to do the old trade-in and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because of COVID and no vaccine, we had to get that Tesla. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, you said last year you were going to trade that Tesla in. What happened? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that part. We had yeah. to get an EV because of the pandemic? Yeah, because, well, they wanted to travel by private vehicle, I suppose, and... But again, like Jamie said, that's not that wasn't the question asked. It was no. you, you said you were going to trade it in for a union made. The reality is this is that Tesla is pretty much the only electric vehicle on the market right now, the only fully electric vehicle on the market that you can drive more than 100 miles confidently. And I mean, remember the there was the NPR report where about the energy secretary Jennifer Granholm doing Oh a, yeah doing a road trip and they had to meticulously plan it because she was driving an electric vehicle right because they didn't know how they needed to know where all the charging stations would be ahead of time yep to avoid breaking down on the side of the road and even the npr reporter said yeah outside of teslas now evs are not road trip vehicles right you know but you should still get one to save the environment exactly Right. Now, I know that if you run out of gas on the interstate or something, they can bring you gas. Is there something that can, some electric vehicle that could come and recharge you if you run out on the side of the road? I've seen a, like a Tesla. There, is there one? Yeah, okay. I've seen like a Tesla roadside uh, van before. 
And I, it kind of made me laugh because uh, it was a gas-powered van. Yeah, that's what, yeah it has I don't, to be, right? I don't know yeah. if it does like a jump or if it's just yeah. about like if you have a flat tire or whatever. I have no idea. Well, but. that's what I wondered. I mean, I, I wondered that because it's like, hey, I don't know. I mean, they can bring you gas. I do know that. Or out of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Get the tow truck. Yeah. Gas-powered yes, tow, power truck. tow truck. Yep. Yep. All right, what's your story, Scott? Uh, my story today is uh, the Biden administration has tapped Bill Nye to uh, celebrate Climate Week. Bill Nye, the propaganda guy. He's not a scientist. He's never been a scientist. And there's an interesting thing I saw that said, the moment you find out that Dolph Lundgren is more qualified to be called a scientist than Bill Nye. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> BS in chemistry from Washington State. B.S. in chemical engineering from the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm, Sweden. An M.S. in chemical engineering, University of Sydney, and a Fulbright scholarship to MIT. Bill Nye, B.S. mechanical engineering, Cornell University. So Dolph Lundgren is more qualified to be a scientist than Bill Nye. I must break you. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's more likable, particularly in the Expendable movie, right? Yeah, those are fun movies. I haven't seen the last one. But yeah. They should tap Dolph Lundgren as the science guy. <laughs> For my story, I see this in the Wall Street Journal, and I only bring it up to get your reaction, to see what you think of it. The name of the piece by Andy Kessler. Not Glenn, but Andy Kessler. Why is anxiety rising? Oh, I saw this. Yeah, because yeah. I sent it to you. Oh, that's why. Okay, thank you for that, <laughs> by the way. He talks about Olivia expressed despair due to climate change. Yeah. Badge is anxious when he thinks about the future. In August, a Montana court ruled that these and other youth plaintiffs have a fundamental constitutional right to a clean and healthy environment, which includes climate. Anxiety is on the rise and, rightly or wrongly, is blamed for everything. This recent federal survey reports 27% of respondents had symptoms of an anxiety disorder, up from 8% in 2019. Jeez. So when people say, yeah, I've experienced this, this, and this, what are we talking about? Um, feeling nervous, feeling a sense of impending danger or panic, increased heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, trouble concentrating. So it's reported more than yeah. ever. Okay. Now, it, he gets off track, in my opinion, with this piece. He starts talking about uh, Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles having anxiety. I think that's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Athletes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but he did say this is mostly a United States problem, which he has seen blamed on social media, yeah. poor sleep, and previous underreporting. And yes, Instagram inflamed narcissism is a problem, but he thinks the rise is more than that. And he mentions extinction anxiety, that there are so many people freaked out about the end of the world and climate change. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? Well, I think everything, and in particular... Uh, particularly in in like liberal media, whether that's news, whether that's uh, movies and television, everything is designed to make you feel hopeless. Like what what is a like when's the last time you know you you saw a liberal pundit go out of their way to make somebody feel good about the future? Boy, that's that's well said. I think. Listen, the people I talk to most of the time, you know, just friends, different circles, I don't hear people talking about I'm fearing the end of the world. But 
what this dude is saying, it's, that's a younger person thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think my kids and their friends are that worried about it, but you know, according to the different polling data out there, there are kids that are absolutely terrified of it. Well, fear porn is a real deal. It is. I mean, it exists. I mean, if you, if, if you are absorb this stuff long enough, I understand how you would start to think that way. And then COVID anxiety, he mentions. Well, that was, yeah, of course. Well, and that it could be coming back. Well, and and the, the the fear that they're yeah. going to shut stuff down again. I don't want to go through that well, again. Well, remember the CNN room. body count every well, day. Yeah. I mean, that was frightening. But for a younger person, even it worse. doesn't mean I'm going to die. It means I'm going to be cut off from everybody again. Yeah, no, yeah. But I think my, the my an- parents are going to die. My grandparents are going to die. Yeah, I, I think the answer to that is that if somebody tries to start locking down again, the answer is no. Absolutely, but it is not doing. Agree. It. And then he goes into status anxiety. And part of that is social media, but also it's like your pressure to get into this school and you've got to do all these things so the school accepts you and then they still don't accept you and all these different things. And then there's weed-induced anxiety, and it goes the uh, concentration of THC in cannabis, what it was in 1995, 4%. By 2014, it was 12%. Many dispensaries are now uh, 20%. And plenty of studies show that that increases anxiety, that sort of thing. I'm really glad my parents had no expectations of me. That made it much easier. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like you want to tell everybody, listen, uh, chill out a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Usually, that Unless was- you keep voting Democrat. <laughs> then we're all screwed. <laughs> Weed was good for that, wasn't it? Well, yes, but now it's, well, now it's, it's too much. The, the THC is too much. It makes you anxious. Yeah. Okay, much more to get to. Joe Biden did not say he's been to every mass shooting, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, my goodness. That and much more coming up. Yeah. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, Joe Biden's been to what? Uh, Every mass shooting. I don't know if you knew that. What are you talking about? He's been everywhere, man. Joe Biden announced a new office to address gun violence. It's just a group of anti-gun activists led by Kamala Harris. Um, But he explained why this was crucial. All right. It matters. And here's why. After every mass shooting, we hear a simple message. The same message all over the country. And I've been to every mass shooting. Do something. Please do something. Do something. Do something. Do I don't know if you heard Biden has a new cover song out. Yeah. I've been everywhere, man. No kidding. Every well, I didn't realize he spent that much time on the south side of Chicago. I didn't either. Just sneaks in and back out. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> he doesn't. That's just an unhinged rant. Yeah. Country. I've been to every mass shooting. Okay. Just add that to the list. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Federalists. They got a list going. It's like the 250 lies, and that'd be 251. Since he st- That's just been since he took office. One after another after another. Sounds like this old man that used to be on my paper route just would yell at you <laughs> for no reason. Just you put the paper in on Sunday, and you'd start to hear him yelling things at you. <laughs> Do something! Do something! Just rambling. Just rambling. Just rambling. Everywhere. Old man. Yes. Harmless. Just yelling at you. Okay. Okay. That sounds like fun. Old Joe. <laughs> no one. Not done that. The history books will know. Of course. It. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Robbins show, Jamie Monthly, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got to see your boy. He's not going to resign. No, he's not. Bob Menendez. Unbelievable. Unbelievable scumbag. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> he's saying, he, no kidding. He's saying that he went to the ATM or wherever the bank took the money out. That's where the money came yeah, from. All, all the cash that was. Bob Menendez is the senator who's been accused yeah. of bribery. Uh, apparently, right right after his previous bribery charge. Bribery were charge. He, in 2018, he decided to get involved in some Egyptian businessmen and was trading, you know, state secrets and whatnot, Jeez. allegedly. Some uh, Egyptian energy board he was on. Yeah, for, you know, gold and cash. And yeah. the feds say that they found a bunch of cash sloppily hidden throughout the house, including, like, stuffed into jacket pockets and whatnot. Yeah. I yes. mean, <laughs> just everywhere in the house. And it was $500,000 cash that they found. He says that he took them out of the ATM, that he routinely would right. go and take cash out of the bank. And, and stuff it in his clothing? Yeah, and hide it all around the house, as one does. Okay. So, so, it's almost like, and I think it was Daily Wire News that said, this was like a parody. It yeah, is. Like you, you go in the house and there's just it stuff, is. every gold bars and yeah. you know, cash in pockets, all this stuff. But no, and you've got different Democrats saying, yeah, you need to resign or whatever. Heck, no, he's not going to resign. He's done this before and gotten away with it. So why not? Paid cash for a Benz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. And you keep talking about the wife. Uh, Dude, You, I'm telling you. What? There was several thousand dollars spent on the, the, the front half of that one. The grill's been changed. What, what do you mean? The front, like her face? Augmentation of said breasts. Oh, they should have done some facial work. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm here to help, not to hurt. Well, there is a hint of Getty Lee there. I did notice that. Okay, you're talking about <laughs> the front man from Rush. Yeah. Well, if you look now, if you and look you're at saying her, that she looks like Getty Lee. There, there's a hint. There, there, I thought I was being no, rude. no. The, I, Holy you know, cow! Some people may find Getty Lee as a woman attractive. I don't know. <laughs> Hold on a second. I, Getty dude, Lee would find that offensive. That's I'm wow. sorry, but that's the first thing I thought of when I saw him. Yeah, before. I that's see kind of, it. Kind of a female Getty Lee, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. see that. Okay. I'd have to see another picture okay. to really get it. Are <laughs> yeah, you talking I, about a honker like that? Kind, well, well, yeah. A little mousy. The, kind of my, the kinda, eyes yeah. close, close set together, and yeah. You know, she, she plays a mean bass, too. It's crazy. <laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Man. One of the greatest of all time, yeah. really. Wow. But it's hard to play because there's money stuffed in her pockets. It's hard to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got here right I now. Don't, I don't either, but I'm just telling you, there's 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 some work that's been done. I don't think okay. so. Oh, dude, come on. No, I'm looking at pictures from no. years past. I don't, I don't know, man. You're talking so. about. The the fakies. You're yes, not talking yes. about work done on her yes. face. The fakies. The, <laughs> the fake breasts. <laughs> Call it what you want. I like that. The fakies. Yeah. 
Doctor, I'd like some fakies. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm not going in the gutter with this. No, it's okay. I understand what you mean. Yeah. So that, I, whatever. Yeah. Who? I'm guessing Look, if you're going guy, to D.C. and if you're going to go with every, and call out everybody with the fakies, it's going to be a long shot. Right, but this these two deserve every bit of scorn they're getting. It seems to be Every so. little bit of it. The yes. only reason I brought it up is because... When we're off air or, you know, there's coverage on this, you are going bananas on this. That guy, it's like, well, for whatever it, reason, it makes what, you more angry than so many others. But the stones to stand up there and go, I'm going to be reelected. I went running for reelection. I mean, isn't that something? Yeah, it is something. I mean, you could say, look, I'm going to resign. This thing's a distraction, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just remember, though, the reason they're going after him is because he's Hispanic. Yeah, That's right. what he said over Okay, weekend. shut mm-hmm. up about yes. that, too. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, David, you had an update on the border crisis. Dude. So the feds have been uh, slow walking monthly numbers for a while now to the point where there have to be lawsuits threatened in order for them to actually release what they're supposed to be releasing to the public. Mm -hmm. So we finally got our hands on what uh, the numbers were for the month of August. Three hundred and four thousand people were encountered at the border. Wow. Crossing over. That is a new record. That is... The population of Pittsburgh coming wow. into the country in one month. P- Pittsburgh uh, asylum proper, seekers, of course, because that's the way the media puts it out there. Yeah. Well, the asylum seekers. Yeah, no, they're they're not asylum. It's a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Do we know the percentage of males? I read one that it was uh, over seventy percent. Have to be at least from the images. If you're just going by that. Yeah. All coming here so they can find their lady with Getty Lee's face. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Well, the first 100,000 got a Joe Biden bobblehead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good night, man. Wow. Okay. So, you know, while that's going on, we don't, okay. We don't need the music of Russia. If we were going to do it, do we have to go New World Fans married to a senator named? Okay. No, we've got all these asylum seekers, right? And you know everybody's staying. Did you see this story about the family in Tennessee that came here from Germany seeking asylum? Mm. It was allowed to stay for 15 years. They're getting booted. Why? Well, people are wondering exactly why is this? Yeah, 15 they years. They left Germany because they want to homeschool their kids. They're Christian. Oh, okay. Can't do that in Germany. Right. It's against the law. Mm. I don't think I knew that, but okay. I didn't know that either yeah. until I saw this yeah. story. Well, I'll give you a little piece. They were covering it on Fox over the weekend. There's a little clip of, you know, trying to explain what happened. You claimed asylum because homeschooling is illegal in Germany, correct? And you've been homeschooling here in the United States ever since. That's correct, yes. And we were actually granted asylum first by the immigration judge here in the United States. Yes. But then you know what happened? Uh, the Obama administration said, uh, wait a second, we're appealing that to the Board of Immigration Appeals. That's not asylum. Uh-uh. No, they shouldn't be staying here. Wow. And so they just got notice earlier this month. Yep, you're going to be deported. After they've built their life here for 15 years. You know, it's interesting. I'll see legacy media tell one of these stories. Unless we're talking about they left their country because they wanted to homeschool their kids 
with a Christian upbringing. Mm-hmm. I don't see that defense very often. It's usually for someone else. Right. But, man, this is kind of crazy, isn't it, with yeah, everything it going on? All the asylum seekers, and you have this family? Yeah, you have, you have people who are presumably pulling their own weight, not relying on social services or anything else. Not at all. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they got to go. You yeah. just want to see the law applied equally to everyone. That's it. But so often, you'll see where it's flat out not done that way. Mm-hmm. People are getting angry. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden has put Kamala Harris in charge of guns. Yes. Which is, in a way, hilarious and not surprising. Um, And he was talking about this new gun control counselor or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, it's the the federal gun violence response, something or other. It's a bunch of communists who want to disarm Americans. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. But Um, they got to dress it up to make it sound like we really care about families of loved ones that have you know lost their life to gun violence yeah well joe biden trotted out his inspirational quotes again oh my goodness what do we got here go ahead there's nothing nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together nothing we've ever tried to solve when we've done it together we haven't succeeded yeah president yoda over there hmm hmm Succeed, we must. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he like the, as vice president, his job to get it done and failed? Yeah, he couldn't get it. Didn't get the votes from his own party. Right. People forget about that. But there's never been anything that we haven't been able to accomplish. Well, there's plenty in your past, dude, Mm -hmm. if you look. But I guess he's not going to get fact check on that, is he? Let me put Kamala in charge of it. I again, I'll just reiterate. I'm excited about that because, judging how she's done on everything else, it means we're all getting free guns. Yeah, it's true. Put her in charge of the border. That just means tons of people coming through. Right. Kamala's like working for the company where the dad keeps giving his kids, giving <laughs> one of his kids a job, and he fails, and <laughs> he can't really cut him loose. He just keeps giving him jobs. He just keeps failing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I don't know if you heard about a new show that's coming in entertainment news. Um, it feels like, man, the decline of Western civilization just keeps rolling. Did you hear about this show, Naked Attraction? No. Dating show? Mm-mm. People can choose a mate based on their naked bodies. Oh, geez. Gosh. Well, you'll watch it. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, let me ask you a question, though. Okay. I mean, and maybe, I mean, but there are very few people who, once you get to that point in a relationship, actually look better than they did when they had their clothes on. Just an observation. People generally tend to look better with their clothes on than naked because naked shows all the flaws. Oh. Right? Just my thoughts, that's all. Your thoughts or experience? I mean, what are we getting at here, Scott? Well, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> for, the, for the sake of your relationship, I would like you to stop saying things. No, I oh, my, wow. Current relationship, not notwithstanding. No, huh. of course not. So you're saying it was like you're opening up this gift and it was nothing but disappointment. Well, no, I'm just saying how many people have gone, well, I mean, the, the, huh. you're basing your, your attraction on whether you like them naked or not? That's it? That's this show. Okay. Yes. Good luck. Well, and it's going to be on HBO Max. Oh, well, I don't have Max. Um, 
It's a British show, but I mean, it's going to be on. And if, yes, there's all sorts of language. And it, they said it is full frontal. Ugh. Yeah. And then, and then apparently there's some women saying, well, this is too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or this guy saying this is too odd. Right. Or I don't like her feet or whatever freaky yeah. thing. Right. But there's a whole trailer that's making the rounds on this thing. <laughs> If you want to hear part of it, of course. In this dating show, we go back to basics. Are you ready? And start where a good date often ends. (gasps) Naked. Wow. This is fantastic. And could picking a partner based solely on their natural beauty help us find the one? I've never met anybody like this before and I don't know where to look. Who are you going to pick to your date? This is the hardest decision of my life. Oh, my God. Naked Attraction. So I hear this, and I bring it up for two reasons, because in my head, I'm like, golly. We as a society. We're doomed. And at the same time, like, Robbins will absolutely watch this show. I don't, maybe I'll get Max now. I don't know. Maybe I will. (laughs) If it was on a network you already had, you'd watch it. (laughs) Well, I I think I would, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people will at least sample it, right? Because my God, who wouldn't? I mean, the, and that's the problem. I mean, the curiosity alone would kill you, wouldn't it? Well, I think more than anything, what's going to be memorable about what we just talked about is you opening presents and being disappointed. Uh, I'm just that's saying. Well, I, my I, my take was on the female on that one when they first take a look at this. All right. Yeah. Like, okay, who would? I don't even like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible looking. It is. It's mine. Oh, boy. How about a government owned grocery store? You like that idea? That and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We talked a lot about major American cities going downhill fast Uh because of liberal policies. Yeah. And the Democrats that lead those cities. I see this from Daily Wire in Chicago. That new Democratic mayor, further left than Lori Lightfoot, Brandon Johnson, got an idea, laid it out for people. City-owned grocery store. (laughs) Okay. Be the largest of its kind in the United States because it's needed to address the exit of corporate grocery stores and promote food equity. If you think I'm making part of this up, for parody's sake, I'm not. No, I'm not. reading right from it. Food equity, huh? Correct. Okay. Food access and security linked directly to environmental and racial justice. That's what it said in this press release. 37% of black residents and 29% of Latinx residents are food insecure compared to 19% of residents overall. Well, what does that have to do with the the grocery store because i always thought the food insecurity was about poverty well they argued that historic disinvestment has led to inequitable access to food retail across chicago and that existing inequities have been exacerbated as at least six grocery stores closed on the south and west sides over the past two years yeah because they kept getting robbed yeah instead of save a lot it steal a lot <laughs> Well, the statement did not specifically mention shoplifting, well, <laughs> which has jumped in Chicago by 25% over just last year. You know, you know, Walmart announced the closure of yeah. four stores in Chicago's south and west side neighborhoods. Um, that was due to a lack of profitability going back 17 years when they first opened in Chicago. 
It said these stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year, and their annual losses nearly doubled in just the last five years. Well, of course. Yes. I mean, if, these, if, if, if owning a grocery store was profitable, people don't care where it's at. If it's mere making money, then they'll, they'll, they'll continue to stay there. There wasn't any money in it because they weren't making it because people were stealing. Yes, but it's what just, about equity? Well, equity and stealing? <laughs> you know, it, by the way, it says in the story the city has yet to provide an exact estimate for the price tag of something like a city-owned grocery store. But it's notable that the mayor announced just this month that the city is projecting a deficit of $538 million. Yeah, so let's do that. Okay, that'll work. Wow. Taxpayers are going to be on the hook for the Hey, you people voted for this stuff. Y- yes. You voted for this nonsense. You knew what you were getting. Well, you know, different people have looked at this and said, this is like Soviet-style central planning. Well, of course it is. Well, yeah, they're all communists. Yes. But people don't seem to realize it. No, because, well, communists who have helped write uh, grade school curriculum for uh, generations now have, well, conveniently left a lot of communist history out of the public education system. So that people wouldn't recognize it when it's actually happening to them. In a sane world, the hammer and sickle thing would be on par with the Nazi swastika. Yeah, then you Mm -hmm. have people believing, well, if this guy just does what he does, then we're going to have food equity. Right. Oh, my goodness, man. That's where we're at. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today is what? Biggest story of the day to me is 300,000 people crossing the border in August, and this month is probably going to be bigger than that. Yep. Exactly what the the left wants. Yeah, uh, and the White House is out there saying, "Uh, yeah, we're still getting extraordinary results on the economy. I know everybody's gone backwards, but whatever. Well, they figure, well, these people are dumb enough to buy these other lies. I guess we'll just lie about something else. Why not? As well. Um, Oh, we got to get to the education secretary, too, saying, doesn't have much respect for parents? Yeah. Wow. How about that? And did you hear what Hillary Clinton had to say over the weekend? Oh, it's hilarious. It's all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Education Secretary was speaking over the weekend, David. Uh, Yeah, Education Secretary Miguel Miguel Cardona thinks that parents need to just shut up and do as they're told. He did this interview uh, with the AP and talked about how in the good old days there was civility in school district decision-making. Well, you weren't trying to groom kids either. All right, exactly. Big difference, buddy. There was civility. Yeah. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations. Um, around what's best for kids. Well, see, what happens is you try to convince a little boy he's a girl, and people are not going to be civil anymore. You deserve a beating, to be honest. But I'm not supposed to say that. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public. I don't care who you respect. And then acting as if they know what's right for kids. No, parents know what's right for their kids. You act like you know what's right for kids. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I mean... One of the most high-profile cases of a a parent getting out of hand and, oh, this lack of civility was because the school district was gaslighting him Mm -hmm. about his daughter being raped. Correct. So, yeah. he was arrested. Also, there is some revisionist history being being shared there, and I've heard it before, 
uh, from different people, whether it's teachers unions, uh, the federal government. I mean, half of one, six dozen, or uh, six of one, half dozen of another. But um, uh, I, I, I think there's been a lot of incivility at school board meetings over many, many years. I mean, this idea that everybody was coming together and singing Kumbaya all the time is just a lie. And I say that as somebody who, as a news reporter, covered multiple school boards. I mean, there is always tension because there are always parents who want something from their kids, what has or something different for their kids. What has changed, though, is what they're mad about. You're not talking about maybe taking a music program out. Or, you know, not having enough teachers or spending too much money on a press box or whatever. Now you're talking about, like you mentioned, uh, Jamie, uh, teachers secretly convincing little boys that they're little girls and vice versa. I mean, it's the stakes have been raised and they've been raised by the public education system. Right. That if you're, you know, a black child, well, you're doomed everything is stacked against you and you're never going to be able to make it without the government's help and if you're a white child you're an oppressor and the only way to stop being an oppressor is to do the work but if you do the work and say well i'm not an oppressor anymore then you're gonna have to do more work because you can never get out of that role there's nothing you can do and yeah parents are like no you're not going to teach my kid that nope so you know this ja out there, well, I don't have any respect. Who cares what you think? People well, are going to protect their kids. That's that's the problem. Oh, yeah. That's the freaking problem. That guy yeah. was an absolute weasel from the moment he was introduced to the United States and went through the hearings and couldn't answer about, is it okay? I remember Rand Paul asking him, you know, a biological male competing against a woman? He would never answer the question. Nope. Just try to sidestep it. Yep, you do. You should just come out and say what you believe. But he wouldn't do it because he knows it's against what people really want. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton, you know where she made an appearance? Ugh. It's not many people watch it, I don't think. Jen Psaki's show? Oh, yeah. MSNBC? Did you know Vladimir Putin stole the election in 2016? Oh, my gosh. Did you know he might do it again? We're still on this? Dude, I didn't know. I was like, when is this clip from? This was this weekend? Like, that whole thing was a real thing. So as I roll this out, David, you from your news background, please explain it to me, and I'll tell you when. Roll this as they start talking about Putin. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think, despite all of the uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding... Right, time out. By her saying interfere, it stole the election. Well... Well, also, yeah, we don't talk about it enough. Are you kidding me? Jeez. How many times have we heard Russian collusion, Russian interference, and blah, blah, blah? The other thing is is that their precious experts have looked at what Russia tried to do, and there's no question they tried to influence the, the uh, conversations that were happening online. Yeah. 
but there is no evidence that it actually was effective at all. But they're going to pretend that it was. So it's this thing, and nobody talks about it because it was debunked. Right. Please tell me I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. The idea that Russia uh, interfered successfully in the 2016 election has been thoroughly debunked. And both Hillary Clinton and Jen Psaki know that. But they're going to keep pushing it out because their lame brain audience doesn't know any better. Well, the other thing that Russia and other countries do <laughs> is they try to influence the conversation in America to turn Americans against one another. Yeah. They do better that way. Right? You know all right, they go on. You know, political candidates uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that is his opus, uh, uh, you know, his his opus operandi in the sense that he hates democracy. He particularly hates the West, and he especially hates us. And he has determined that he can do two things simultaneously. He can try to continue to damage and divide us internally, and he's quite good at it. Mm. And sadly, he has a lot of apologists and enablers uh, in our own country, people who either don't see the danger or dismiss it out of hand or maybe agree with some of the uh, you know, positions he's taken. What? what? Can you explain to me what she's talking about? And then no. he is going to influence the election again, and, and it's going to try to give it to Trump. I mean, I, I'm 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 sorry, I'm like three crazy statements behind trying okay. to trying to figure this right. out. But All right. I mean, the Probably idea not of, worth our time is she saying that U.S. officials have been bribed by Putin to steal an election that happened in 2016? Seems vague. I mean, I don't know if it's right. other I mean, countries or this country. That's hmm. that's really what 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 they what they do all the time you know when they say putin apologists who who stand up for putin a lot of times you'll hear like tucker carlson's name thrown exactly. out there right things like that but she says it in such vague terms that all you have to have seen is is a post on twitter or facebook a headline somewhere at some point and you say well yeah there are a lot of people out there who are like staunchly pro-putin or whatever it, and maybe this is completely out of context, the way my mind works on this. I just think about her as Secretary of State with the button, and it's like, we're going to be friends with Putin. Yeah. We're, we're going to wipe the slate clean, right? I remember Trump talking about that in the most hilarious way that Trump could do it. Hillary Clinton did a reset, remember, with the stupid plastic button that made us all look like a bunch of jerks here. Take yeah. a look. He looked at her like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> With that cheap plastic button. <laughs> yes. So is she still bitter that she looked like a fool with the plastic button? Here's the reset button. Well, she's intimating Golly. to right-wing media. Oh, There's a, it's certainly there. Yeah. But the way Trump does the cheap, pl like if it was a more expensive plastic right. button, it yeah. would have been acceptable, but it wasn't. Meanwhile, you have something to bring up with Jen Psaki. I, I do, actually, and... Uh, the news, actually, uh, part of it today is that the Biden administration is now accepting orders for at-home COVID tests, four per family. Yeah. You've got to sign up on the old website, right? Dang. Yeah. And that, go. that, you going to get them, Scott? No. That what? has gone live no. today. And you did before. I bought them at QVC. I thought you got them free. I got, you did... Well, I got two free. That's right. Okay. 
we did some we did it on the air or something. Yeah, I, think I we signed were, up for it. Yeah, see how long it would take. Yeah, it was like some kind of bit, but yeah, I got two. But most of them I bought at the drugstore. Didn't it, it take Scott David like what a month longer yeah. for him to get it than you? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, because he put the wrong address in. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what address did I put in? I don't even remember what I put. What did I put in? I don't remember, but it wasn't the right address. Yeah. yeah. Why would I put in another address? I, I don't know. know. Dude, you got confused. Okay. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, well my mom got f- several free ones, I guess, then. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, and remember, at the time, they were all they all came out like a, a month after uh that the what was that omicron or whatever wave yeah yeah yeah. or delta i don't who cares it was after a wave and everybody knew it because it was december and well the white house at the time december 2021 was asked hey why don't you just send out tests and jen saki mocked the idea i totally remember that yeah why not just make them free and give them out and have them available everywhere should we just send one to every american Maybe then. Then what? Ha- then what happens if you if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? Now, all I know is that other countries seem to be making them available for in greater quantities for less money. Well, I think we share the same objective, which is to make them less expensive and more accessible, right? Yeah. Well, you want me to give it out free for everybody? Right. And now, and then they actually did it. Now, two years later, when nobody cares anymore, they're like, "Yeah, yeah we're going to spend another two hundred million dollars." Pumping out uh, more COVID tests. And you got to do mail order again. Right. Oh, man. I mean, if you did it with, through the Walgreens or the QVCs or whatever, wherever you are, I mean, they're certainly more efficient at things than the federal government is. Oh, we certainly Let them handle out. it. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. No doubt about it. Gosh, dang. I thought this was an interesting story and an odd pairing, as far as I knew anyway. Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods open a new sports bar together? Anyone see that one coming? No. No. I know they're both like golf. Maybe Tiger likes Justin Timberlake's music. I don't oh, know. Oh, the Timberwoods? Seems... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's called, actually. Um, it's called T-Squared Social. There you go. It's in the grand lobby of the Immigrant Savings Bank in Manhattan. It sounds like a cool place. 32-foot marble bar. Lounge areas and reservation-only box seats. It's got a bunch of golf simulators, duck pin bowling and darts, and 35 TVs, including a 200-inch screen. Oh, daddy. Biggest in the city. Yes. Like I said, Justin and I thought it would be cool to create a place that combines our favorite things and brings people together just to have a great time. There you go. For all the guys and the three women that are there. (laughs) Well, if it's things the Tiger and Justin like, I don't think it's going to be short a lot of women. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of women there. Who really jarred something loose, Tiger? All right. It's a bunch of... It'll be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a pilgrimage for Perkins waitresses everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> Some people are just never going to get that Perkins. They're never forgetting the Perkins waitress. That was the one that went... That was over the top in 2009 for Tiger. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mean Republicans are defunding misinformation research. What is this story? We'll get to that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is kind of interesting, man, on the Fox News crawl right now. White House Breach says Biden's 2024 campaign is in jeopardy. Oh, just talking hmm. about the bad polling. Well, yeah. it's terrible. I mean, how could it be good? 
I mean, even in these times, how can it be good? I understand that, but in jeopardy? Would you say it's in jeopardy? I think they want it to be in jeopardy. I yeah, still I, think the Democrats want him out. I think they're going to do everything and they can. I don't know. I I, I saw something from uh, Nate Silver, the guy from 538, yeah. a, a pollster, I mean, who was like, you know, I the time for Biden to have basically dropped out of the race would have been like February. He goes, at this point, if they try to have some sort of coronation or some sort of contested convention or whatever next summer, it's like it's kind of too late at this point because everything has to all the all the groundwork should be underway now for all of that. But don't you get the feeling from the things that you've read? The power brokers of the Democratic Party want it to go this way. They really don't want a primary. Mm hmm. They want to be kingmakers, and if they get Joe to whenever, if it's next February, March, whenever that might be, say, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. I want to. But cognitively, whatever, and that's when he's going to go out and spill the beans that, you know, he's senile or whatever and can't do it. Well, we don't have time to do a whole primary here, so. And then they just put in whoever, or that's, you know, later in the spring or summer. Mm. Don't know. I mean, anything's possible, I suppose. We'll see. But it's just, yeah, you start to hear the drumbeat, and it gets louder and louder. It's just that headline, in jeopardy. Right. Like, our, what? Not yet. We'll see how it plays out. When he got in the picket line, did he just stroll off in the other direction today? Anybody know yet? No one noticed he was there. Okay. No. <laughs> no more on that later. <laughs> Mean Republicans, David, are defunding what? Oh, I, I love this. I absolutely love this story uh, written up in the Washington Post. They're saying that academics, universities, and government agencies are having to overhaul or end research programs designed to counter the spread of online misinformation <laughs> because there's been this legal campaign from conservative politicians and activists who accuse them of colluding with tech companies to censor right-wing views. They did. They they did, and actually two different federal courts have said, yeah, they did. Yes. They infringed on First Amendment protected speech. Uh, and as the story goes, disinformation scholars, many of whom tracked both COVID and 2020 election rigging conspiracies, have also faced an onslaught of public records requests and lawsuits from conservative sympathizers echoing the investigations being led by Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. That's because they lied. There has been a wave. And they colluded? Yeah. There has been a wave of fear among university academics, prompting several to take a lower profile to avoid scrutiny. One researcher who also worked in the Justice Department. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no collusion there. Not at all. It's conspiracy theory. Um, left her gig and went to a private university where she wouldn't be subject to open records requests. <laughs> and I think, good, Jeez. you should be afraid. After what you, after the crap y'all pulled, the so-called experts pulled in 2020, whether it was uh, uh, about the mostly peaceful riots, whether it was about COVID or whether it was about the election itself, I hope you're afraid. Yes, or vaccines. You yeah. took valid information and suppressed it. You took away people's First Amendment rights. You should be scared. Good. <laughs> that is hilarious. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man, okay. So uh, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey uh, has been indicted for bribery, and apparently the current bribery scheme dates back to about the time where a previous bribery uh, (laughs) investigation was dropped. And so the guy said, instead of laying low, hey, I'm going to go to Egypt and start, you know, taking some cash and gold bars and whatnot. From uh, some Egyptian uh, businessman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he did a press conference today and uh, was defiant, saying, I'm not going Here to resign, go. blah, blah, blah. And then explained one of the curious aspects of the federal indictment that's come down against him, which was that they found cash, like $500,000 in cash, stuffed in various places, such as jacket pockets and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. And here's okay. him explaining it. All right. I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Oh, for God. Now, this may seem old-fashioned. <laughs> what, what garbage that guy is. Just stop it. Yeah. My family oppression in Cuba. I'm reminded of that. Isn't this grandpa, great grandpa, <laughs> you know, stuffing money under the mattress because of yeah. depression? Well, also, this freaking nut, grandpa, great grandpa, wasn't riding around in a brand new Mercedes Benz. Of either. course not. No. I'm sorry, man. It was I'm this guy. I mean, I'm I'm more probably more pissed off about this guy than I have been on anybody for a long time, and that says a lot. Why is it exactly? I don't know, because it's weaselly stuff like this. Feel sorry for me. I, I only do it because, well, you know, I'm mentally, I remember what it was like in Cuba, and they're stealing money from us, and shut up. You were and the you only were reason they're going after you got me is caught. because I'm Hispanic. Yeah, you got caught. You were jamming money in the pockets. <laughs> I mean, like an idiot, because you didn't want anybody to trace the money. You dope. Of course, at, at gold bars. As David pointed out several times today, they're home Googling how much it's worth. He and Getty that he's married to. It's a reference to Getty Lee Getty of Lee. the band Rush. She looks a little like Getty Lee. And I love Getty. Okay. I'm just, dude, this guy. And, and the thing about this guy is he's not going to resign and probably nothing will happen to him. I mean, the cynic in me goes, well, it's gonna, well what? he knows that. He's going to stand up and be all defiant and they're coming to get me because I'm Cuban. And the only reason I tucked money away and, and around my house hid it was because, well, I remember what it was like when Castro's people kicked the door down and stole all our money. Shut up. Yeah, this is a great rant, man. This guy, but this guy. <laughs> no kidding. What a weasel. Well, of all people, John Fetterman said, dude, it's time for you to resign. Yeah, yeah. Fetterman and I agree. <laughs> Holy hell, what's wrong with this world? Oh, I I don't think he should resign. 
Oh, it's going to be more fun with him not resigning. All well, right. that, and, and also, I mean, uh, again, he's been charged. Oh, come on. Okay. But he I hasn't know. been convicted. No, not yet. You're right. So why should he resign? There's no reason to. There's no shame in what he did. Because he's going to fight it. I think a lot of well, people yeah. are saying resign because it's like they have the goods on you, right. dude. We all know who you mm-hmm. are. You're freaking guilty. I mean, and besides that, who makes that up? <laughs> who goes, yeah, and there was money jammed in the pockets of his suit coats. They don't make that up. They found it there. Nobody believe it if you made it up. They'd go, come on. Okay. But, this freaking guy. but also the feds lie. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying there are a lot of people saying that Trump should drop out of the presidential race because he's under federal indictment like a couple times over. And I don't so think man, that's... You're just whining Robbins up right now, David, for sport. I can <laughs> I see. I know he's doing it. Okay. I know what he's doing. I know I'm, I'm on, wrong, though? I'm on to him here. No, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> like but just I just, when I'm getting into like, like, all right, we're going to switch on. We're going to move on to something else. This guy. This guy. He keeps saying that. I'm thinking, okay, that's it. And then you just keep piling on, yeah. David. <laughs> It's but they always go with the freaking race See, issue. Go. When all else is fails, <laughs> go after the fact that the only reason they're doing this is because I I'm know. Cuban. Okay. Gosh dang. Moving on, you know, we got a crisis at the border. And one of the things that we found out, you know, through time is, well, it's not just the left saying, when there's our future voting block. We want these people to come in. For a long time, we've known corporations, they like the cheap labor. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a second. Corporations, they pay a fair wage, don't they? What? Uh, did you see the story? I think the New York Times Magazine had it, uh, even Wall Street Journal, that the poultry giant Purdue Farms, you know, in Tyson? Yeah. Under federal investigation over child labor. This probe has followed a report that poultry suppliers use contractors that employed migrant children as young as 13. Oh, boy. Like working an overnight shift. Now, Purdue and Tyson said they would cooperate with any federal investigation. They said they didn't know kids were working in their plants. You know, we outsource the cleaning to sanitation firms. Oh, how do you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't know. We didn't know. Uh, they're saying that, oh, that may not matter. You're going to be held responsible for right. this. Even if you didn't know. Right. Okay. <laughs> and when I see this story, all I could think about... I played this clip the other day, was Victor Davis Hanson from the Hoover Institute. And this was a couple of years ago talking about, you know, the many reasons we have this problem of people just waltzing right in. We basically have had open borders for the last two and a half years. Part of that, he was talking about the corporations in general. Listen to this. They're vulnerable. They're worried about their immigration status. They work very hard. Compared to rural Mexico, the United States is a paradise. They're happy to get wages at three or four times, even though the wages are lower than what we pay American citizens. So the corporate establishment has been a big advocate of open borders. And it's been very hard to write op-eds for the Wall Street Journal or talk to the Chamber of Commerce because they feel that immigration, even if it's illegal, is very good for their own bottom line. So it's like when you're wanting to close up the border, you're fighting more than what you actually think you're fighting. Like, why don't we just close it? Because there are so many people interested in keeping it open. Oh, yeah. Because it's beneficial to them. Yeah. It's killing the middle class, and it's killing the U.S. citizen, but a lot of people in power don't care. But like Tyson and these other places, 
I mean, hell, there's no punishment to the Uyghur Muslims for making shoes when they're eight years old. What you mean in China? Yeah, we don't care about that. We don't. We don't care that that's going on. Well, no, care less. No, I'm gonna crack down here though. But they don't crack down here. That's no, I the know problem. where they make examples of right. Yes, it shouldn't be happening at all. No, it should never happen. But my God, man, we know it's happening all over the world. Yes, it is. But we're supposed to be different. It's what we claim right. to be. Yeah, I know. Man. So are you for the child labor? Only if they're <laughs> making shoes. No, I'm kidding. Golly. That's a joke. Come on. No, I'm not for child labor. Who's for it? Well, my, my dad know, was for it. Yeah, yeah define child labor for a minute. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah. a little bit different because if, you know, and now we're sounding like really grandpas here. Back uh-huh. my day, but it's still, I mean, rural kids to oh, this sure. day work on yeah. farms all the time. Yeah. That's part of helping out the yes. family. Put up hay when you were 14. Oh, you younger than that. Walk beans. Well, you as, as soon as you could drive the tractor. Yeah. I mean, you could be useful. Yeah. I mean, that was just part of it. I mean, and I think it made you better as a person. You learn to appreciate, you know, what you actually earned. And you realized early on, I don't know that I want to bust my hump like this for the rest no, of my no, life. No, it wasn't for me. That's work. That was too much work. It was a lot of work. So, I mean, you know, is it okay for a 14-year-old to work if they choose to want to work at a specific place? I mean, you can have that conversation, but this is completely different because these people are not actually making what they're supposed to be making either. And they're forced to do it. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at the different things, David, to bring up. Let's just get this out of the way. Eric Swalwell, you're going to send Robbins over the edge. Eric Swalwell. Uh, Yeah, so Joe Biden's poll numbers are in the basement uh, because he's not very good at being president, and everyone knows it. Uh, But according to Democrat Representative Eric Swalwell, (laughs) the polling is only bad because conservatives have tricked people. What? Here we uh, Republicans, you know, will continue to tell lies uh, about President Biden. And, and that's in part why I, I think his approval rating is as low as it is, is that they tell these lies. We don't punch back. Hey, hard. Hold on a second. Half the country never understands what a Republican has to say because it's never done. No. As far as legacy media, where would no. they ever hear it exactly. to be brainwashed? Yeah. By what this dope is saying. Tell these lies. We don't punch back hard enough. We play on our side of the field rather than theirs. And then on the right wing uh, media ecosystem, it just reinforces those lies. And then they use the low poll numbers to justify why they're going to lean in uh, even more. Uh-huh. The right wing media ecosystem. Yes. Do you suppose when it comes time to send one of these morons out in the media to convey whatever message... The more ridiculous the message, like, hey, there are going to be some of these guys we could call up and say, hey, would you go on the shows this week? They're going to push back saying, hey, I can't do that. Don't ask me to do that. Mm-hmm. But Swalwell, he'll oh, yeah. do whatever we say. Oh, yeah. Well, we got that yeah. guy over a barrel. Yeah, and the, and the, the minders are, are happy as long as he doesn't crap himself on live television. Like yeah, he, he did, did that, that once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy slept with a Chinese spy. We can pretty much go out and tell him to say whatever we want. Well, he'll only he'll he'll only do it if he's between meals. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it today, Bob. I just had Taco Bell. Right. Oh, exactly. Gosh. No, can't do it. Oh, speaking of Biden, uh, and we just saw the polling out there: fifty-nine percent of voters have major concerns about his mental competency. That's not just 
conservative voters, that's general. Oh, yeah. Most Democrats don't even want him out there. Okay. But as far as his mental capacity, what did he say over the weekend? Well, he's talking about gun control over the weekend. And, well, he he tried to make it clear that what he was planning to do. Oh, okay. Roll it. And by the way, I was the guy along with a woman in California who also we once banned assault weapons and multiple magazines. We're going to do it again. What? Mumbleable mag- Mumble magazine. Mumbleable magazine. <laughs> what was that? What? Yeah, I I traded in my my mumbling ma- magazines. You know, <laughs> banned assault weapons and multiple magazines. We're gonna do it again. Multi bubble magazines. New yes. from Magpul. Banned assault weapons and multiple magazines. We're going to do it again. Yeah, got it. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I I, I got nothing else except a news update straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did see a Daily Wire investigator working for Georgia's Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis accidentally shot and wounded herself with a firearm, according to authorities. Going to be okay. How that said happen? it's not serious. We're not sure. They're gathering information, David. Mm-hmm. The courthouse. Uh, but it was a shooting incident at the county courthouse. They said no active threat. Um. Then they had a post on X that said the shooting was an accidental discharge by the district attorney's office investigator. Not publicly publicly identified, but wounded herself. Oh, boy. Hmm. Again, said she was not critically wounded. Hmm. Uh, apparently shot herself in the leg. So she was like paramedics got there. Messing with her holster or something or didn't have the gun actually seated correctly and... Boom. It could be. Yeah. Well, every time I hear a story, as long as they're okay. Yeah. I think about that dude that accidentally, he was right. actually doing a video on gun safety on gun and then safety. shot himself and yeah. then said, I bleep and shot myself. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing for a while. And then they put the remix songs to it and everything else, if you remember. I just shot myself. I just shot myself. I just shot myself. Oh, son of a bitch, I just shot myself. <laughs> yes. As long as they're okay. See, I knew that'd make you laugh. <laughs> I know what's coming too, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh boy! <laughs> Goodness! Now, what you want to do is make sure it's fastened properly in the holster. <laughs> Boom! <Yeah. laughs> yes, that's what he had said. Yeah. I'd play the actual clip, but I yeah I think the cussing's taken out of that. Oh, no. did you I just <laughs> shot myself. <laughs> yes, he was very mad. Oh, <laughs> son of a! <laughs> I just shot myself. <laughs> Again, if seriously wounded, not funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking okay. off. Yeah. Oh yeah, but video. golly, painful. Can't believe it. Yeah. Bleepity bleep. Yes. <laughs> if what is the stat? Okay, it's like the uncomfortable truth to bring up, and you don't know exactly when to bring it up. Oh, because what you, is the uncomfortable truth? You want to? Oh, you're you're pointing out the fact that this investigator was female. 
And well, you've mentioned this before, the, this stat. That, and I don't have the, the numbers right in front of me uh, available, but, yeah, there is a pretty big discrepancy between uh, male and female police officers and negligent discharges. Um, is there a theory behind why? There's there's a few. It's it's one of those weird things. I don't know if it's just because it's not as normal, like or at least it's fairly new still, relatively speaking, for female officers to be on okay. beat or something. Um, or there's a certain panic level that happens when you're faced with a suspect who is statistically oh. probably bigger than you. Got it. Uh, I mean, but you've seen a lot of stories. I mean, anyway, there's the rate of negligent discharge with female officers is, is higher adjusted for the number of female officers versus male officers. It happens to dudes, too, obviously, but it seems to be a bigger problem. There was one, there was a, a rant I had read a few weeks ago of a guy who was like, if you're ever in a situation where you have a confrontation with a police officer, I hope to God it's not a woman officer. Oh, because, man. Yikes. But there, I mean, there was that high-profile case, I forget where it was, where the dude was running away and the... She went for her taser, but grabbed her sidearm instead. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It happens. I mean, fairly true. She frequently. went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Still in jail. Yeah, I didn't think she should have gone to jail, to be honest. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day to me is 300,000 people crossing the border in August alone. Golly. Again, when you really compare it to uh, a city, a major American city, that is the population of Pittsburgh proper that crossed into this country illegally um, or through this bogus parole program that the Biden administration has put out there in one you month. Know, one of the things about it, because we'll feel the effects of this for years to come. Oh, sure. What's happened in the last two and a half years has changed the country forever. But the amount of Americans that have no clue that that's happened is astounding. Like, well, yeah, I know some people come across, but it's not changing. We'll get to a news update and the Scott Robbins trifecta next right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The sexy boomer in the A's hat. Yeah, green Scott shirt, Robin. green hat today. Got I'm it. not exactly jumping on a bandwagon there. No, I guess not. Uh, we got your trifecta coming up. First, news update. Apparently... The Biden administration has lowered the cost for American families? Yeah, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about the absolute dumpster fire of polling results that have come out about President Biden. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's senile because, well, he's senile. And a lot of people are really worried about their personal finances because eh, that's all gone backwards. Correct. So she was asked, what do you, uh, how concerning is all of this for the president? Hmm. Here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on exactly what you just asked me, right? The first question, which is how do we, uh, how do we continue to support um, uh, the workers, right? We're not going to get into the litigation of, uh, of the negotiations here, but what we're going to do is continue to show uh, how much this president is working for American families. You just heard from the secretary here who laid out what it means if there's a shutdown and why it is so important for uh, Republicans to keep to their deal. That's what we're going to focus on. You see the Bidenomics. I, I get it. I get that 
Americans right now, they've been through a lot, right? They've been through uh, the pandemic, this global pandemic that we're coming out of. They okay. have been through what we've seen because of, uh, of Russia's war in Ukraine. And we saw inflation spike. We saw, uh, we saw what's going on, okay. with what Americans are feeling every day. This is why. This is why this president has been so zeroed in, so laser focused oh. on lowering costs for Americans. And we've done that. No, you haven't. They've gone up. I hate the pandering crap of we're holding American families' hands through this hard time. They've just they've been through a lot, and that's why we're laser focused. You're frauds. Everything you have done has butchered the middle class and the American citizen. And people aren't that dumb. They just don't believe what you're selling. Biden's laser focused. On the economy and working hard for families. Stop with that. Well, I don't think there's a whole lot of focusing going on, period. You know, and the whole thing with the border, just the ongoing issue that we're going to be paying for for decades. I'll never forget when she got herself tied up in knots trying to answer that question. We are doing everything that we can. No, you weren't. Uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that. Um, yep. <laughs> wow. To keep the border open. We're in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the adults are back. That's all right. Okay. Robbins, are you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. All let's right. have fun. I think Casey is ready to go. Roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. The trifecta. I'm Casey Casey. I waited for you to come over this weekend. Not at all. Didn't show nothing. No call. Nothing. Nothing. Got you. I'm ready. <laughs> Dang guy. Never three. Did. Number three. Uh, I know this isn't exactly breaking news, but it's another brick in the wall here. Baltimore schools are in a lot of trouble. Man, if you happen to live in Baltimore, if you're looking for something else to be incensed about, I have it for you here. I mean, you got the rampant crime. You got the government corruption, but also have the public schools. Kids are back in class for the semester, at least some of them are. A public activist group has conducted a review of the latest round of state standardized testing. This is across the city's 13 schools. 40% of the schools failed to produce one student who tested proficient in math. One, not one. 40% of them. Wow. Not one. Most of the others didn't produce many, a couple of them here and there. This has resulted in some understandable outrage, with one public education activist saying that we are witnessing a case of educational homicide, quote, post, quote. They say parents are now starting to show up at school board meetings and calling for heads to roll. Of course, we all know that's violence. <laughs> well, is someone going to say that it's also racist? Oh, I'm sure that's coming. Yeah, well, of course. This has been pointed you know, out how many can you, times. I mean, ser- I, read, I read this story, though. I read it twice. 13 Baltimore schools have zero students passing math proficiency. 13 have zero. That was one of the things Larry Elder talked about. Was How is that possible? It's crazy, man. 
Instead of a lot of it has to do with the fact that kids just don't show up for school. Yes. That's right. Nobody's telling them they got to go to school. Correct. But Man. what was it? You had, was it black mayor, black uh, police, head of police, yeah. um, head of the teachers union? Uh, everyone in a leadership position has been black. That's at least as I remember from Larry Elder talking to Charlemagne <laughs> the God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still saying it's racist. What's going on there? And people are scratching their heads going, I don't understand. No, I mean, it's it's just low expectations. They they Some people call it the soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. Yep. I don't even think it's soft. There's nothing soft about it. It is straight-up bigotry. And I don't know about just in the case of Baltimore, but elsewhere, one of the things that states or different states are doing is lowering the standard as to what is considered passing. So I was talking with, I had a conversation with a teacher uh, over the weekend about this, where the uh, what is considered passing on the current standardized test is 35% out of 100. Holy smokes. Oh, my goodness. That's, wow. That's considered passing, Well, but you may need intervention. So it's like 35 to 50 is technically passing, um, and that would be considered on a spreadsheet to be you're pretty much at grade level over 50 percent well you're on you're on level (laughs) i mean and so even in a lot of these cases the the expectations have been lowered and kids still can't meet it okay this might sound crazy this is not well thought out it's just something that came to my head um from a couple of things that i was watching over the weekend if you took a group of former Marines, just former military, and say, well, what, they can't, you know, we've got kids of color here. Okay, ex-Marines that happen to be people of color, and you put them in charge of the school system for 12 years, starting with kids as they enter, I guarantee you the outcomes would be so much better. Agree or not? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to try anything. Why not? Give it a go. I mean, I'd just say anybody who's willing to enforce discipline. Yes, that's anybody what I'm at saying. all who's willing to enforce discipline and willing to enforce a, a minimum level of expectations would be able to do a pretty good job. Because I would bet anything. All those kids are capable. You know they are. But they have to be led in the right direction. Wow, man. Well, again, I mean, when we, we talk about this, too, I mean... Yeah, this is a parent issue. And, I mean, how do you change that? How do you cultivate that? How do you you put somebody else in charge of getting it's, the kids out of the house? I don't know. It's societal change. It, it, well, it has but to be, right? But at school, if you had the discipline there, it would yep. certainly help. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Oh, yes, the Scott Robbins right effect, the top, top three today. Yeah. Yeah. Up to number two. Uh, Rand Paul <laughs> has responded to some AI-generated photo. This thing was all over the place this weekend. Now, if you remember, go back a couple of days here, Chuck Schumer changed the Senate dress code to accommodate John Fetterman, <laughs> right? Because yes. John doesn't like to wear pants. Yes, he gives him the sads. And the, <laughs> and the move has sparked a lot of comments. Yay. Uh, most of them push back on it, right? Mm-hmm. Among the worst of the comments, though, came from Fetterman, who called people grabbing the hog, uh, humping the leg, jagoffs, the whole nine yards. 
Senator Susan Collins joked she's considering wearing a bikini. She said there's no dress code anymore. Somebody else suggested, how about putting on Let's Go Brandon t-shirts and just running around the Senate with those on? <laughs> Rand Paul, uh, this was interesting, sparked a little speculation as to what you could wear. And there was a post that was started by Jeff Charles of the awful pundit. He's a satirist. Gave a lot of people a good laugh. Rand Paul showed up for work at the Capitol barefoot in a red bathrobe after his Senate dress code changed. Now, it showed Rand Paul sitting on the steps of the Capitol in a red bathrobe, right, with no <laughs> shoes on. And damned if I wasn't fooled by it and a lot of other people. Did you share it? Uh, yes. <laughs> and, but but it, it got sent to me by, like, two sources. Have you seen this? And I look at it and go, oh, my gosh, this is so wild. And um, I should have known, like, would Rand Paul really do this? But then again, there was another side of me that said, yeah, Rand Paul would do this, right? <laughs> Not that hard to believe. Just so, to make a point. So finally, it was, it was, it was revealed it was AI-generated. But oh, damn, man. it was insane. It got 6.7 million impressions, by the way. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. AI is scary, man, because, I mean, that, that thing fooled a lot of people, including myself. Yes. yes. All right. I took Scott it down, Robbins, by the way. <laughs> trifecta. Yeah. Top three of the day up to number one. Uh, number one, California's ban on uh, tobacco products have reduced funding for the children. Well, yeah, 25 years ago, California enacted something they called Proposition 10, a very aggressive anti-smoking campaign, referring to tobacco, not the weed, but it was called the First Five program. It increased taxes on cigarettes incredibly. Much of the proceeds then were directed to a variety of programs and new agencies aimed at helping families who are raising kids. These included things such as preschools, pediatric health care, the Literacy Project, Widely considered a success. There's a problem, though. What? Smoking rates have dropped considerably. And oh. they, they just got rid of snuff, too, just recently. So they don't have enough money to fund these wild programs they put in place. And so now, of course, they're in a dilemma. There is some talk that Gavin Newsom, perhaps uh, invoking the Marlboro Man, <laughs> putting on the chaps in the hat and having a big heater in his mouth. <laughs> so, man, you got you, you need open people drug to, use everywhere. Right. You, yes. You but need the money people. for the kids and the smoking, they right. weren't making any money. Right, well, I know. But we get it. <laughs> Got to start smoking. Put down the crack pipe. <laughs> get a pack of Marlboro Reds for the and for the children, of course. Do it. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins yes. trifecta. Well done, Scott. Yes. Good stuff. All right, we got to get to another news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Awesome dandies today, man. A couple of preteens stole their mom's car. You know why? We'll tell you. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. You all seen the controversy from uh, our neighbor to the north, Canada? Because, Which one? So they uh, they had Zelensky there for a parliament yes. uh, thing, and they recognized a 98-year-old guy who was Ukrainian mm -hmm. in attendance. And saying, well, he fought in or for the Ukrainians in World War II. And they celebrated it. And then somebody did a little bit of fact-checking and said, well, wait a minute. If he was fighting for Ukraine against Russia in World War II, that means he was literally fighting with, with the Nazis. Yeah. He was a Nazi, actually. Yes. Um, and so there was a lot of backlash. The Speaker of the House of Commons has apologized for the short-sightedness of that. <laughs> 
And I think in, in a little bit of fairness, there's, there is some nuance to that with Ukraine. Um, I mean, you picture this guy is 98 years old, so he would have been about 17 or 18 at the time of World War II. And 10 years before that, the communists in Russia had literally it, had, had caused a famine to punish Ukraine. And like you fight or die. Around 5 million people died uh, during the famine that was planned by Stalin in 1932-1933. And so there were a lot of people in Ukraine who, when the Nazis showed up, they were under the impression, well, wait, you're putting a gun in my hand and saying I can go kill communists? Great, sign me up. So, yeah. I, again, there's nuance to it. It's a terrible look, but it, it wasn't like they tried to honor a guy who was manning a guard tower at Auschwitz. I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's a difference there. Yeah, good point. I did see something uh, <laughs> about the war in Ukraine right now, and one of their big issues is getting men of fighting age to actually fight. Yeah. They've ran. Or they try to pay off the government, like, if I give you this much, will you just leave me alone? And some just, they never answer the call. Just refuse. Right. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much an issue. All right, got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start in Florida. Police pull over a stolen car. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. They discover the driver, 10-year-old boy. What? His passenger? His 11-year-old sister. No oh boy. They were the car thieves. Mm. They stole their mom's car. Ugh. You know why? No. They were a little upset with mom. She had taken away some of their electronics. Mm. So we steal the car? We've had enough of this dump. Oh, man. So they were gone. Took off. Ten years old. Wow. They had driven more than 200 miles before they were pulled over. More than three hours away from home. I was like, what was the plan? I'm not quite sure. Just going to get out of there. So the mom then picks them up. Now, what kind of charges do you suppose there is on something like that? None. I mean, I mean if you're 10 and 11, you steal right. the family car. You do this. You're in serious trouble. With yeah, mom. I would assume, yeah. Uh, officers say it's just a traffic violation. Yeah, there's not much you can do. They're not going to be charged. You wonder, I want a follow-up. What's mom going to do? Well, how's a 10-year-old know how to drive 200 miles? The part we don't know is you can learn how to drive a vehicle very young if you're in a rural area. Well, yeah, if you're driving around. But I don't know, YouTube tutorial? Not quite sure. (laughs) Jeez. All those video games they've been playing. Could be. It's possible. Another Nimrod out of California, Santa Rosa, 34-year-old Jesus Carino Ortiz. Um, he had run out of booze. <laughs> the problem is, uh, he, as he hops in the truck to go to the liquor store, he must have been so excited he crashed into the liquor store. Oh, no. He just forgot to hit the brakes. He was pretty banged up after the crash, but still managed to get out of his truck and walk into the store and tried to buy more booze. Yeah. Guy was 0.32. Oh, boy. If he's on your drinking team, that guy's a gutty competitor, huh? He's been arrested for all sorts of charges, and that's Nimrod's in the news.